0: Okay, welcome to the Bible podcast. This is um, Ades Banjo, and we're going to be talking to a very good friend of mine, someone that I've known for about ten years now, and uh, she's such a blessing. And uh, we're just going to connect with her get to know her story and, and encourage you, my dear listeners, to know that our uh, God works with every person. So I I, I met. Cynthia, um, who is my guest today, uh, years about 10 years ago and when I met her, she was working uh, as a, a call, someone that received call and helped to do um, customer satisfaction. Um, and in 10 years she's grown from that place, getting some education. She's going to tell us all the details and she's now a manager in the same company. And, um, and at the same time, I've seen her really do all of this with ministry. And I've seen ministry become way more important in our life than it was when we first met. So, um, welcome Cynthia Ebunanu to the Bible podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm very, very excited to be here and um, looking forward to sharing some of my stories and I hope it encourages someone. Thank you, um, Ade, for having me.
0: You're welcome. So yeah, so Cynthia, you're, you're a project manager now, your manager in your company. Um, you love the Lord. So tell us, start from the beginning. How did you meet Jesus? and uh just give us a story from when you first met him till now but i will come in between from time to time to add more questions to it so just go ahead and, and feel free it's just a discussion between two friends and i know um you'll be blessed as you listen
1: okay all right thank you um um, to start from the beginning I grew up in a in a, a Christian home um, grew up Catholic um, my parents were religious people uh, and still are um, love the Lord and attended as much activities as possible I got involved in you know as many activities as uh, was available um, uh, early on in life uh, at about um, when I was... 12, 13 years old, uh, a Catholic church was established in my area where I grew up. And um, that actually got us even more involved. And my whole family, from the youngest to the oldest, um, became really, really involved. We were involved in all kinds of activities from youth groups to children ministry to um, the choir team and and to the prayer team and all of that, uh, we were really involved. Um, uh, But when I made the decision to give my life to Christ, I don't think I knew exactly what it was I was doing at the time. Uh, But within a couple years of this Catholic church, uh, starting in my neighborhood. um, The Catholic Charismatic Renewal also started. And at that time, my mom started attending that particular ministry. I had other, um, most of us, the children, um, had other activities we were part of. I was part of the the choir and we used to meet three times a week uh, in the evenings at that time. And uh, the Charismatic Renewal ministry was meeting three alternate days a week. Um, so the choir would meet on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. The charismatic renewal ministry would meet on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And I saw my mom started going to uh, those meetings and I just saw um I wouldn't say it was a significant change, but I saw some changes in my mom's life. My mom has always been a good person, um, loved God, but I saw uh, more intentionality in how uh, I walk um, with God, and I I think I just got curious. And uh, one day I asked her, um, I would like to, I asked her uh, to um, take me with her when she was going. Uh, the, at this time, I think I must have been about 14 years old. Um, to take me with her to one of the events which I went and I kind of loved the outward uh, the um, for many people who may know the Catholic Church there's a lot of you know um, uh, internal you know prayers and just um, like many uh, things are basically structured Um, but I remember when I went to the charismatic renewal group I Really uh, loved the openness and just the outward expression of praise and worship, and you know, I I loved it. <laughs> um, some people say I'm dramatic, and maybe that's also what uh, really got me in there. I loved the fact that I could just express myself. Um, so after I went, um, it took me a couple months to. Uh, uh, consistently commit to going. Uh, But at that time, my mom owns a convenience store in in my home. And my uh, sister and I used to take turns to Um, stay and, you know, uh, help out with the business in the evenings after we came back from school. And so, mom told me right off the bat when I was thinking about this, she said, well, you can't have both the choir, you can't be in both the choir and the charismatic because, you know, you can't be gone six days a week. You have Mm -hmm. to also help out in the store. And she said, you have to choose one. At that time, I had just been in the choir for about a year and I was really growing, learning a lot of things and I was having a good time. But when mom gave me that option, <laughs> um, I I don't know why I chose the charismatic renewal. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you exactly the reason why, but I just chose it. And I said, okay, you know what? I'll go with the charismatic renewal so that I'm gone You know, on the same time, the same days my mom is gone. And so that's kind of where I started. And I started attending, uh, they had a newcomer's class and I attended and, you know, they talked about the love of God. It was a little bit different in the way that I had always known God to be, where I just thought that He was this guy sitting up in heaven, watching over us. He loves us, but, you know, there is only a limit to our communication with Him. Mm -hmm. That was my own personal understanding at the time. Um, When all of this was happening, I, um, in my school, at secondary school, I um, had a couple friends I had been watching these two girls who also said that they are part of um, the Charismatic Renewal. I wasn't overly close with them, but I had been watching them and just um, uh, just watching their lifestyle and the way they did things. And I would uh, see them like during recess or during breaks. Um, they would go, you know, sit together and they would read the Bible. They would sing songs. One of them uh, had a really good voice, and she would write write, basically write songs and sing them from the Psalms. And I remember just, you know, um, being attracted to them, and I'll ask them questions. And when I heard some of their testimonies and the things that God was using these two young girls who were probably 15, between 15 and 17 years old, mm-hmm. what God was using them to do, um, and they talked about praying and, you know, seeing the devil flee and and uh, praying and seeing God's hand move in the lives of people, that really got me interested. And I thought, you know what, whatever it may be, um, I think I want to also experience this kind of power they were also part of the charismatic group um, in a different Catholic church and so that's kind of where my um, I started to solidify my decision a little bit and in my uh, in the charismatic ministry at that time uh, they had this whole Newcomers process. You go through the um, uh, newcomers class where you're taught about God God's love, and then there's a different class that you also go to. Um, and then they teach you about the Holy Spirit. There's uh, what they call life Life in the Spirit. It's a book. Uh, you go through it for I think it's about two months or or ten weeks. Uh, mm. About there, I can't remember. You go through the whole thing, and then they teach you about the Holy Spirit. Then there is a um, a time of baptism in the in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I remember just going through that whole process and making conscious decisions in my life. Um, At this time, I was about 15, uh, making conscious decisions in my life not to uh, indulge in certain things that people my age at that time um, could indulge in. And um, so that's where I remember just making up my mind and saying, Lord, I truly want to serve you and I want you to use me in any way that you want. Um, And so that's where I made the decision. And um, when I went through that whole process, I got baptized um, in the Holy Spirit and that's where my journey started. That took me through um, university. When I graduated from secondary school, uh, went to university a couple years later. I, you know, continued in that same line and joined the group at school. Um, and that helped me to really get myself grounded in university and um, and surround myself with the right uh, kinds of people. Um, when I look back now, I just know that God was directing my life, all true, uh, because there are many things that I could have been involved in that I, I uh, never um, got involved in. And so fast track that, uh, that's, um, uh, how I, you know, got to know God. And ever since then, I've constantly made that decision. Um, I've constantly made that decision to continue to serve God. Um, but sometimes I felt limited. Sometimes I felt like there were things I didn't know. Um, so a few years, um, Uh, During my final year, I got married to my best friend. And um, we talked about uh, relocating to Canada. He was already in Canada at the time. And so I remember one day um, before we got married, he had mentioned to me that uh, since he's been to Canada, he hasn't been going to the Catholic Church. Um, For me, that was terrifying because I had never been to anywhere that's not the Catholic Church. Um, uh, And... uh, (laughs) Uh, coming from a very strong Catholic background, um, it was quite terrifying for me. I couldn't even tell my parents um, what was going on, so, and I did not even tell them. <laughs> I remember just saying, you know what, when I get there, we will, you know, we'll figure things out. Um, but I knew that I loved God. I knew that uh, for me, it was just more about God. Um, but I was also quite concerned because I had seen how people who were not part of the Catholic church were treated in Mm -hmm. my family. And even when I was coming, um, uh, real Kate into Canada. My father-in-law had called me as well, and basically sent me as a messenger to go bring back his son into the Catholic Church. and And I thought, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I, I accepted his advice and uh, and uh, and on I came. So when I came down to Canada, um, my husband was attending a ministry, a, a church here in Kingston, and you know, I joined him. and I continued to grow. I continued to grow in my in my walk in my faith. Um, uh, and every every single time and every single year, um, I, I remember I'll make a, a con- you know a, a decision, a conscious decision to seek for more of God. Even you know to just really dig deep and really find out what God um, has in store for me. Um, but I think uh, a, a defining. Period. I wouldn't say it's a moment, but there was a defining period after joining Overcomers as Assembly and just seeing the practicality of living, um, living out our lives for God and really just not going through the motions, but really getting in and really knowing God for ourselves. I remember there were times where I would say Lord, if what I have done before is not the real thing I want to do the real thing again. I want to rededicate my life. Hmm. So I remember there were many times that I would just do that and just go a little bit more uh, a, a little bit deeper into my relationship and I'll say, Lord, I truly want to see, you know, X, Y, Z. I want to see your power. I remember uh, one time in 2012, it was during the Eagles Convention uh, where Pastor Benga had come from Nigeria. And I remember just, you know, kneeling at the front and just crying out with truly my heart and saying, Lord, I don't want to go through the motions anymore. Mm. I want to really serve you. I really want to enjoy the benefits that you have for me. Now, up until then, I had seen God's glory. Mm. I had seen God's manifestation. Even in university, there were times, you know, I, I was part of a girl group, um, prayer, a girl prayer group, where we would come together and pray for people to receive the fruit of the womb. We would pray for people to get married. Like there were all kinds of prayers that were going on and we were seeing God move. We were mm-hmm. seeing answers to prayer. So I had seen certain things, um, uh, but I think for me in my own life, I was just at the point where I felt there was something more. And and every time I would make that conscious decision again and go deeper. And so that's kind of how my journey has been. Um, uh, the most recent one I, or the more recent one is when we were asked... Um, uh, when we were encouraged to lead uh, the Kingston uh, Community Church. For those who don't know, my husband and I currently pastor the Kingston Overcomers Church. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember just thinking, (laughs) oh my goodness, well... um, this yo- this young Catholic girl, <laughs> you've definitely done it all, you know. Um, and they reminded me because I, uh, when I first started joining the charismatic group and I would be praying or going for prayer meetings or night vigils and my dad used to be really upset with me and he'll say things like, you know, the way you're going, you're going to leave the Catholic church and, mm-hmm. you know, the day you ever leave the Catholic church, you stop being my daughter, like it was kind of a threat um, that you know he was saying, and I, I remember just looking at him and thinking in my mind, I, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm not leaving the Catholic Church ever. you know um, so but when I moved here and, and um, you know my journey kind of unfolded, I really didn't share much with my family, um, because again, I didn't want to be judged, I, and I didn't want anybody to call me or say anything. To so be honest. It was a humbling moment because everything I had known and everybody I had known or established a deep relationship with up until then were all Catholics. Mm. So now I'm going through this new journey. I'm in a new country with a new kind of faith. Mm. I couldn't really share a lot of my experiences with my friends. Um, um, And family either. Um, I couldn't share certain things, you know, (laughs) with them. And it was quite challenging. Um, There are many times that I would just think, well, I don't even know who to talk to because all my friends are Catholics, they wouldn't understand my family, you know, it's all Catholic, they may not understand. Um, but my mom had visited as well, and, you know, joined us in the church we were going to. Um, so my mom was somebody I could always connect with, and she would understand, she wouldn't judge me, you know, she, she was quite okay. But the moment, that time when we were told, um, where uh, asked to leave the Kingston Church, I, <laughs> I realized that okay, I can no longer hide um, my faith and the decisions that I have made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I made that decision to call um, my parents up, my father mostly, and uh, basically tell lay it bare and just say you know i know this is not something that you wanted to hear and i know this is something that you've been kind of living in denial because i'm sure my mom uh, must have told him um but he you know we never talked about church or anything and once in a while he'll ask me what's the feast that's been celebrated now and I'm, <laughs> i'll try to google it and give him an answer so i don't have to answer something else um but um I remember just you know calling my dad uh, that year and and really saying, uh, um, uh, but I believe God gave me wisdom in how to in how I presented it as well, Mm and I kind of started to say um, something like that. Remember how you? You've always encouraged us to be a part of God's work. Um, When the church started in our area there, you were always there. You were always there, and you were bringing each one of us. And I just want you to know that I've kind of followed that full step. (laughs) I'm not in the same line, not in the Catholic Church, but in a different way. Um, And I just want you to know that this is um, something that we're doing. Um, uh, uh, But I want you to also understand that, uh, it's not because I have left the faith. I am actually even much more into the faith than ever before. Um, and this is a great responsibility. And I would truly, truly uh, uh, request for your prayers because you've gone this down this path. Um, and I, I know that it's not an easy path. So I really request for your prayers. And I think that way kind of softened everything. And mm-hmm. he was just like very appreciative that I had called him and, you know, told him about it. Um and he prayed for me, and up until today, whenever we talk, he'll ask me about the ministry. He'll ask me about God's work. You know, obviously we can't go deep um, yeah. into the, what we talk about, but um, yeah. So that's kind of my journey uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, from when I gave my life to Christ, and you know, I I truly, truly love love God. And I remember um, when we uh, started pastoring, it was a little bit challenging trying to navigate both. Um, the year we uh, started pastoring, I, I was on mat leave. I had just given birth to my third child. Um, so I had a really good time of transition where I was able to, because I wasn't working um, uh, for a couple months, I was able to like just go to the church and learn uh, about uh, things and meet with people, uh, so there was a, a really uh, nice transition. But then when it came time for me to go back to work, I struggled a little bit, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I couldn't quite figure out uh, the best way to, you know, um, navigate the ministry versus my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and because um, prior to uh, being off from work, I had just uh, gotten a promotion in my um, role. And so going back, th- there was the expectation that I was going to do more work. And so I knew that I w- things were not going to be the same uh, way I had left them. Um, but I remember just really praying and um, and asking God for direction. And about a year later, I was just thinking about it and I was like, um, a friend of mine we were talking about my schedule my husband and I schedule and she said something to me she said well you have to make a decision Cynthia you have to choose either your job um, which is a full time job or this part time thing that you're doing which is the church and I remember looking at her and I said to her actually the church is my full time job and this work that you see me doing is actually my part time and I'm sure she looked. She looked at me really weird. <laughs> like, what in the world is wrong with you? And she just didn't know what to say to that answer. She said, "Well, I'm just telling you because the way you're going, you're going to break down." But that kind of helped me. Um, that statement, when I made it, I remember it just it stayed with me. And after um, I was done work, I was just. I I remember praying and saying, "Lord, if you really want me to put." Um, my maximum attention on your work, um, which I truly love. And I find it, it's an honor for me to be able to do it. Um, I really truly want, uh, you to guide me and to direct me. I know what my passions are. I know what I want to do, like even in my career, but I, I don't know how to, you know, uh, make both of them work. And, um, uh, And I remember just praying that prayer Truly and sincerely from my heart And ever since then I've My perspective switched Mm. You know, uh, because I no longer saw the ministry work, the work of God, um, as a part-time job. I just saw it as, you know, my job, mm. <laughs> as, a, mm. as a regular job that I would do. Um, and, you know, anything else that I did extra was uh, more uh, to support that, the ministry work. And that's really helped me in that, you know, there may be days that I've I had long days at work, and all I just want to do is go home put my legs up, put my feet up, have a nice cup of tea, and just relax.
0: Mm, Um,
1: But, you know, we may have prayer meeting for four hours, Mm, (laughs) mm. right? And because of that uh, switch in perspective, it helped me in those times to still go for prayer meeting, and have a good time Mm. at prayer meeting. You know, it helped me to just go. And even sometimes we would go and there's maybe two or three other people and you're thinking, you know what, maybe we should just cancel (laughs) because if people are not showing up, you know. But because there was a switch in my perspective and I knew that every time I was doing the work of God, that God himself is there. God himself is present. God himself <laughs> is, like, it's a, it's, a diff- it's a switch. I don't know how else to explain it. God himself will, you know, uh, reward, and he will like, just even that opportunity to be in God's presence. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it became more, there was more value for me in that than everything else, um, and so those are some of the you know an example of how my changing perspective has happened, mm-hmm. and how did that translate for me uh, in my career? Yes, you know, that maybe that's
0: a, yes. You know, that's a question I wanted to talk about. How did that change the way you operated at work? You know, as as a Bible minister, you're not know, just um, doing ministry at church, you also do ministry at work. That's that's the concept of it, that your presence in the workplace is also ministry. Uh, so talk talk about that a bit.
1: Right. Um, so for me, how that translated uh, in my place of work is I always saw myself as a servant. I always saw myself as a servant of God, as an, uh, an ambassador. Um, and so whatever work I was doing, I... Just uh, I would look at it from the perspective of if God is the one that's sending me to do this work, what does He expect of mm-hmm. me? And that really helped me um, to. So the eight hours or the nine hours or the 10 hours that I would spend at work, I wasn't just, you know, kind of, I wasn't just doing work for the sake of doing work. I, I, I poured myself into it. Mm. I learned as much as I could. Um, but I think what set me apart um, was just my method because I saw myself as a servant. I saw myself as, you know, I'm here to um, do this work to add value to my organization.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and and so there was a different perspective. So even when I worked with people, when I interacted with people, um it was from that perspective. I wasn't seeing it as, you know, um I'm you know I have all these skills and talents. Of course I do. That's why I'm where I, I am. Um but you know uh it, it was more from What value, what kind of value can I add Mm -hmm. to my organization, to my colleagues, to everybody around me? Um, Also, I I believe that some of the graces um, that God had given us in in ministry could also transfer to the place of work. Mm
0: -hmm. And there was
1: just a lot of transferable skills that I saw um, for me uh, in that, you know, I in the ministry you're working with people Mm -hmm. Um, you're constantly uh, working with people you're constantly relying on people basically to be able to function you know as a body as the the Bible says that the church is the body right Mm -hmm. so you can't really do most of the work by yourself so. so you you have to depend on people and these are all volunteers, right um, so for me, uh, that translated in the place of uh, in, in my job. you know I was already working with people that I weren't paid, you know, and if I could lead people who weren't paid mm-hmm. to do good work, then of course, um, I could do the same thing even more with people who are being paid to do too. the job mm-hmm. and so i saw some um you know uh, certain graces you know grace being transferred from the work that we were doing in ministry um into my job and even the way that i would interact with my superiors or people who were way above me um, mm. and god would give me you know certain um god would favor me you mm. know uh, where um, I, I I may ask a question or say uh, something that would resonate with somebody and another thing too was I remember one time I started praying and saying Lord I don't have you know like when I so I through this time and like you said Pastor Ade I started as a, c- um, as a su- customer service representative mm-hmm. just doing data entry this was 10 years ago um, and uh, Within a couple of years, I moved into uh, business analysis uh, in the IT field. And then I got a promotion uh, in that same role. And then a couple of years later, I moved into project management. Um, uh, but even through all of this uh, change in career roles, I knew that the higher I went, the more work it would become, mm-hmm. the more learning I needed to do. Um, and I was already thinking... I don't have any extra time, so I don't even know where I'm gonna get the extra time to do the extra work. Uh, but I remember one time just praying and saying, "Lord, I only have eight to ten hours for this particular job. Help me to use that time well. Help mm. me to to um, help me to really get the value out of it. You know, so that when I go into work, I'm focused." I, you know, and I get my work done because I know that once I leave there, I have another job. (laughs) I have another job that I need to do, whether it's following up with people, you know, meeting with people, having prayer meetings, calling up somebody, discipling somebody, whatever that may be. Um, I have another job and I also have my family. And so I don't have the luxury of, you know, spending eight hours or nine hours at work and then going home and continuing. So I really needed my time to count. And that was the prayer that I made. And I remember um, when I made that prayer, I saw my productivity level um, really increase hmm. because I'll go into work and, and I'm, I'm focused and I just, you know, I get as much um, done. Um, and that, that really helped me Um Uh, through that time and that's kind of how you know uh, that has transferred for me for you yes yes
0: now um, because of our time I'm just going to ask you two more questions and then we'll be done Um, and the first one I think you already answered that uh, answered it is no what 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 um, were some of the benefits uh the 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 good things that you're able to pick out on being a bible minister what's the advantage of that um and then the second question just ask both of them you can answer them whichever way you want is what are the, some of the challenges that you have been facing and uh, that you would like to talk about
1: mm-hmm. Right. Um, Maybe I'll start with the challenges, because like you said, I've kind of answered the first one in terms of the benefit. Um, The challenges that I've been faced with is time management. That's Mm. number one. (laughs) Uh, There's always work to do. Um, in the ministry. Yes. And there's always work to do <laughs> in in the, the career. Every other place. <laughs> you know, everywhere, everywhere. There's always stuff. You know, 24 hours is never enough. Um, so for me, um, being able to manage my time um, is... Uh, one of the biggest challenges that I find because I never feel, I feel like I never have enough time mm-hmm. to do all the stuff, all the work that I need to do, whether it's time to pray, study the word, disciple somebody. Like I would love to disciple so many people, but I only have like a very limited time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that would be one. Um, two is being able to uh, juggle um, everything with family and balance it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found that you know my kids were missing out, so to say. <laughs> I'll put that in quotes, okay? Um, my, I, I, you know, sometimes I felt like they were missing out on certain activities, you know, because um, I because Saturdays, weekends, and evenings were when I would find time for, you know, all the different meetings, discipling um, uh, uh, and, you know, live group meetings, prayer meetings, calling people, following up with um, people. There will be times where in the evenings, you know, is when I meet with uh, um other people that I'm discipling uh, or on weekends. And so um, if there are any activities or anything um, that's, my children were not signed up for or maybe something that came up or maybe a circus that comes into town. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would miss out on them because I already have my time scheduled. And, you know, these were things that for me. You know, the work of God is non-negotiable. It's not something that I just cancel. Um, now, if I thought about it in advance, maybe I could. Um, like I talked about the circus, you know, every year there's a, f- a fun fair or something. There's a fair that comes into town. And um, because it happens, when it happens, usually on the Friday night, we have prayer meeting. On the Saturday, I have, um, you know, uh, choir practice. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, and the times when i'm not doing that the children have other activities so they don't get to go to so many of those things um and then the, the children have to spend a lot a lot of time with us as well when while we are you know having all these activities uh, so for me that can be a challenge um uh and i remember one time we were hanging out with my kids and i said to them um you know and I, I basically said to them, you are sacrificing as much as, you know, um, we are sacrificing as well. Because <laughs> even though you would like to be at home and watch uh, video games, you are here with us, mm-hmm. you know, doing something that you don't even want to do. Um, and so, so that can be a challenge and just really fi- um, ensuring that the children are being taken care of and mm-hmm. they don't feel they're not resentful
0: mm-hmm. of,
1: of the experiences you know, because they, f- they feel like they're missing out on other things. So for me, that's still something I'm navigating because my kids are still quite young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still like trying to understand what the impact is. Um, what are the other challenges that I... I um, again, like I said, uh, the work of the ministry, uh, especially if you are in a leadership role, um, you're really dependent on people and people... You know, because there's no, um, I don't know if to say financial attachment or whatever, um, they, they they can decide to just leave. Yeah. Like somebody can wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? Even though I'm the one that's managing your technical stuff, I'm no longer gonna be doing that anymore, right? And so. Uh, trying to navigate all of that and being able to work with different kinds of people. There's a lot of expectations as well Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the role Um, and trying to, uh, for me, you know, how do I, if everybody at work knows that I'm a, I'm a pastor, you know, what, what would they expect me to do? Right. What would they expect from me? And how do I make sure that I'm, representing god really well Mm -hmm. um so that's that can be you know a challenge to you know how do you um for lack of a better word not shoot yourself in the foot you know um uh, while still uh being uh while still being authentic you Mm -hmm. know why still saying, hey, this is who I am. So those are some of the challenges. But in terms of the benefit, and I think the benefits for me anyways, and this is my personal conviction, the benefits far outweigh
0: mm-hmm. the challenges.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I could think more of, of challenges, but those are the only ones that come to my okay. mind right now. Um, uh, because I just made up my mind that the, the benefits far outweigh the challenges. So... As you can tell, I don't I don't dwell too much on the challenges, so that's why I wouldn't remember many of them. But the benefits, you know, uh, for me is uh, there are things that I've learned. Like the the being a bivocational minister, um, the ministry have given me a platform where I can learn, make mm. mistakes, and grow. Mm. You know, um, uh, without much judgment. You know, um, because. Again, I'm giving of myself, I'm growing, I'm learning, (laughs) I make mistakes, and I just get better, right? And so when I'm doing the same thing at my place of work, what the kinds of feedback I've heard is, wow, you're doing this like you've done it for a long time. Mm. Maybe it's a new role that I, I'm into, and maybe they're expecting like, oh, it will take you three months or six months to understand ABC. And then I go in and like within weeks, you know, I'm performing really well. And they're like, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, um, so there's that, you know, uh, feedback, like, wow, you you you're doing this like you've been doing it a long time. And I remember one time I told my VP and I said, actually, I've had lots of years of practice,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and she said, where? And I said, well, with my church, you know, because I have a platform. I'm able to work with people. I'm able to lead people. I'm able to walk through them, work with them through challenges, whatever that may be. And so in my role, I'm able to transfer that. In communication, mm. I've, perf- I've kind of learned. Now there's a little bit more tweak, you know, because it's a different um, setting, mm. you know. Um, but at least some foundation I already have. And so for me, I feel like I already have an edge, you know, even though I may not have um, the, uh, even though I may not have the, uh, I'm so sorry, I'm I'm about to wrap up. I know we're out of time. Even though I may not have the, um, uh, how would you say it, career experience, Mm. right? Um, I can talk about it from a volunteer perspective. And, Finally, um, before when I was applying for uh, when I was being interviewed for my current role, which is the manager uh, uh, of the IT business support center, um, they you know the question was, have you ever managed people before? And I said, no, professionally, like uh, from mm-hmm. a career perspective. Um, however, I have I have a lot of years of experience where I've been managing people you know and i talked about the work that i did in the church um and um and that's kind of really helped to um it, it helped to show showcase some of the work um some of uh, the skills that i bring to the table mm-hmm. and um uh, i have already started seeing some good feedback some good results um in 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 there as well and finally um Another benefit um, that I would say that is there is just um, that ability to to commune with God. <laughs> you know, I feel like as as ministers, just even anyone who's dedicated their lives to, to work of ministry, mm. you know, like you're you have an access. Like every one of us have access, but I think because of the weight of ministry, there's that desire to like go even further hmm. because you know that you cannot do anything without God. And so there's constantly that, you know, like, Lord, I really need your help. And while you're there, you know, re- you know maybe it's about the ministry, God, that same grace, that same, you know, insight, ideas, can also happen with your work and i've realized that you know what when i wake up in the morning if i'm gonna pray for uh, the people that i'm discipling if i'm gonna pray for uh, the people at, at church or an event that we're getting ready for at church i might as well add my work into mm-hmm. it as well mm-hmm. so i kind of find like you know there's it becomes like it's kind of uh conver- converges right yes. and you and you're you're enjoying the same kind of um uh, benefits
0: Mhm, thank you, thank you so much you know in 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 talking, you've also highlighted uh something that maybe everybody would not experience, which is minister at a very high level um, pastoring it It's a little bit way more than what the average Bible minister would experience uh, but but you've showcased and shown us how God's grace would also come regardless of how much work he gives you, so if he gives you a lot of work. The grace will come up to that level and you will find that you're able to do what it calls you to do. And um, it's, it's exciting to hear you and hear what God has done in your life. And I believe that for everyone that's listening, that has heard uh, what Cynthia has shared, you realize that it's, she's not perfect uh, and she's learning as she's going and this is the key to ministry you 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 don't need to be perfect to start ministry you just get in start praying for people start connecting with people and bring god into everything you do i like the way you say that the full your full-time ministry is serving god and 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 the work you do at your workplace which actually takes more hours and get you get paid for it, is part-time because even while at work your life is also blessing people so um thank you very much this is not the last time we're gonna have you on the bible podcast and and i'm sure you're gonna have more time next time to tell us about the family my friend patrick and the children and how do you handle that because we didn't go into that today next time we'll go into that how do you manage ministry and the home and all of that so um thank you. Do you have any final statements to to share or is there a book or material or whatever that you 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 have or you've that you've gone through that you want to recommend to the people anything?
1: Mm-hmm. Um well, <laughs> since you asked me about a book. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Um, one, uh, there's a book that changed my life, and uh, it was a pivotal moment for me, and it was the same period when I said that we had taken over as the church, and I, I knew that um, with this level of responsibility, there was a different level um, of knowledge that I needed to have. Um, and so uh, that that year was when um, uh, uh, John Maxwell, who is my mentor from afar (laughs) as well. (laughs) He's one of my mentors from afar. Um, um, And I listen to him a lot and I read a lot of his books. He released a book called Intentional Leaving. Mm. That book, that book literally changed my life. And it helped me to actually be intentional in every single aspect of my life. You know, and I tell people today, I'm a very intentional person. Everything I do, everything I say is for a reason. I don't just jump up and do things anymore. I ask myself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And all I want is that everything I do give God the praise, Mm -hmm. that it glorifies God. And so, if I can recommend something, that would be the book. um, But finally... You know, if you are a bivocational minister, or you're thinking of going into it and you're not quite sure how to do it, you're not quite sure where you'd get the time. My encouragement to you is just do it, Mm. just do it, and trust God. I remember for me, I made the decision that the anything concerning God was Mm non-negotiable I wasn't going to joke around with it I wasn't going to, it wasn't going to be my flesh, that's usually the first thing I want to cut off right, when I'm stressed I don't want to go to church, I don't want to pray, I don't want to study, I don't want to do anything my flesh, but I made up my mind that For me, those things were non-negotiable. If we have prayer meeting, I need to be there. If I need to move everything else, that's a meeting that I cannot miss. And so it helped me. It really, just making that singular decision decision. that it was non-negotiable, it really helped me to get right into into doing the work. Because for me, I had to do it (laughs) regardless. And while doing it, I will always check my conscience to make sure that I wasn't just going through the motion because I also didn't want to burn out. Mm. And so I always ask the Lord to check me. And when I find that I'm not, like I'm feeling you know, not at peace and not the joy that comes from doing the work, then I take a break and I say, Lord, let's fix this. Mm -hmm. Let's fix what's going on in me because this is definitely not a fruit of spending time in your presence. And so if you're thinking about it, the truth is you would never find the time. Just go ahead and do it. Trust God like he's the one who made you. There's nothing that is a surprise to him. So just trust him and do it. And just um, uh, say, Lord, you own the day. Like, that's what I tell God. (laughs) Sometimes I don't even think about all the things that I have in a day, you know, um, or in a week or in a month. I just say, Lord. This is everything I've got on my plate. How are we going to do this? Let him help you. Let him guide you. And there are some that you're going to, you know, not be able to do. There's some that will fall on the wayside. That's completely okay. Mm -hmm. Just let him take you and do the one that will glorify him. Because if he knows that you... Have a desire to to serve him. If he knows that you have a desire for doing his work, he will take it and he will just do what he thinks what what will make that, uh, the best sense, what will add the most value. Excellent. And so that's my encouragement to you.
0: Thank you, thank you, Cynthia. Um, it's it's a blessing to have you. I'm going to ask you to pray for everyone that's listening, and then we'll close the the interview.
1: Okay, sure. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, oh God, for this opportunity to uh, share my story, Lord. Just like um, Pastor Ade have said already, I'm not perfect. In fact, I see most of my imperfection on a daily basis. But Lord, I thank you because you are the one who. It takes our imperfections and make them perfect. Lord, that whatever we can hand over to you, oh God, that you are able to take it and take it to the next level. In my experience, I have seen you do that over and over again. And Lord, I want to pray uh, for every of our listeners, oh God, who is hearing the sound of my voice and at that junction where they're not sure how to continue, Maybe some of them have already started, but they, they don't know what to do. And some may be on, on the fence and saying, I want to do this, but I'm not quite sure how to go about it. Lord, I pray. I pray, O God, for every single person that you give the grace, Lord, that you will open the eyes of our understanding to have a a better picture of how we fit into this puzzle, O God. And Lord, that we will trust you with our lives. We will trust you with our plans. We will trust you with our destinies, O God. Father, I pray, O God, that whatever it is that may be a roadblock for anyone, Lord, to step in really and just step into and 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 go all the way with you father and mm-hmm. i pray lord that you will reveal the sins so oh god that you'll open our eyes that we will see and give us the ability oh god to to begin to deal with them one at a time in the name of jesus father your word says that you are the one Who gives us the ability and the willingness to do that which pleases you. And Father, I pray, oh God, Father, for each one of us that we will know that it is not about us, Lord. That anything that we can surrender to you, Lord, that you will take it and make the best out of it. And we give you all the glory, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: amen amen Amen. so if you've enjoyed and you've been blessed by this i want to encourage you go to adisobanjo.com there's a course that i have there to help you be a better bible minister to to make disciples for jesus as you live your life so that you don't have to be torn into um, and try to struggle i want you to just go to that website share with anybody that you know and be in the course, take take the materials, enjoy them. I, they're there. Uh, they have been made possible by my partners. And so go ahead enjoy the blessings and be a, an excellent Bible minister. God bless you. Talk to you next time.